0: We are on the air with Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast. This has a 60 minute time limit with audio only because Zoom is not cooperating with us today, but fuck Zoom, we don't need them. I am your hosts, representing the religion and your Intercontinental Champion, Sick Vic. My accomplishments mean nothing compared to our guests today. He is a true belt collector. Holds, as far as I can f- figure out, four different titles, am I right? As of right now, yeah. Four different titles and four different promotions. This is, ladies and gentlemen, the future. This is Sickened. How you doing today, sir?
1: Hey, good, guys. Hope everybody else is doing well. Um, I'm, I'm having fun right now. Wrestling's been good. Wrestling, everything's been on a roll and staying on a positive, uh, spot, uh, positive route right now. So I can't complain about much. Since you have so
0: many titles underneath your belt, let me get your uh, professional champion opinion on something. Sure, shoot. If you're, is going to throw a promotion out there, WWE, and you for the longest time claimed there's a 30-day clause to defend your title, or you'll get stripped. Now I understand COVID situation and stuff like that, but if you're able to defend, and they don't have you defend for forty five days and counting, should that title be stripped?
1: Now, is that is that uh well the way I look at that is that on the is that on the company for not having you defended for forty five days, or is that on your behalf?
0: I would think uh, it was the, the company.
1: 'Cause if it's not if it's not on the company and it's the company's rules, then that kind of makes the company look stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what
1: Um I mean. if it's if it's on your if it's on your behalf, then I mean I never liked the defending rule things. I don't really think anybody ever really, like, fan-wise, paid attention to that.
0: Hey, I know that I am not athletic, so therefore, if I can somehow claim a championship by cook, crook, crook, loophole, whatever, so be it.
1: Yeah, I mean, why not?
0: (laughs) Hey, I know that's the closest I'm gonna get to be a champion, so I'll take it. Fuck it. So, how would you describe your career in one word?
1: One word. That's, that's going to be hard. Uh, oh, man. I mean, personally to me, I would have to just go with amazing. I'm saying amazing because it's something that I always want to do. That, I mean, I was just happy with the fact that if I ever got to wrestle one match in front of a couple of people that I was satisfied with, that was cool. Like, I could be done right then and there. And the things that I've gotten to do throughout my 12 years of being in the business, it's just amazing. I never thought I would have been able to accomplish half of the shit that I had.
0: How did you get into professional wrestling in general? I was- So, I was what's watching my son play around with the cat and it got me nervous <laughs> there. Sorry about that. What makes, you, what makes you different from everyone else? What makes you the must-watch?
1: I'd say as far as in the ring. Like, you want me to flip and fly around, I can do that. You want me to go to the ground, I'm not great at it, but I can do it. You want to go out, you want to brawl, I can do that. You want to throw light tubes and get dropped on barbed wire, I can do that. So no matter what situation you put me in, put me in the ring with a small guy, that's fine. Put me in the ring with a big guy, that's fine. I just like to be able to say I can work and do whatever style and work with whoever you need me to work with.
0: That sounds Absolutely fair. I mean, That's nothing, you know,
1: demanding off that. I think so. Yeah. Man. I mean, I just like, I like to be able to work all different types, you know, of styles and work different people. Like, if somebody can't do one style, I can move to their style and, you know, be able to um, hide the negatives and accentuate the positives. So, tell
0: us, uh, like, one or two of your favorite
1: memories in your career. Um, well, I mean, probably I'd have to say probably like my first match, I really, you know, I, I went through training and I, I worked hard, I busted my ass and I got a, I got a good opportunity right off the, right off the jump. Um, my trainer Ruckus was opening his own company, uh, here in Maryland. Uh, and he was working on all the specifics of it while he was actually training me and i got to appear on the first uh it was real championship wrestling i got to appear on the first show in the first ever match of the company so uh that was cool for me um and then the first time i ever actually got to wrestle uh my trainer would have been another one <laughs> so it, i actually went through the business for almost four years before me and him ever stepped in the ring and touched each other and then we got to run some cool programs and uh got to do a really badass steel cage match together so that was probably that'd probably be my two now nobody to forget their first match whether it be good or whether it be bad it's going to be memorable and something that you don't want to forget either because it was a good memory or because you're like shit i'm so glad i'm better now or whatever the case may be <laughs>
0: here's a question for all the people out there that goes oh wrestling's fake What are some of the injuries in the ring that you have sustained? And tell us how fake those injuries are.
1: Uh, They're not on my couch currently with an ice pack on my foot. So, um, uh, I've torn tendons and ligaments in both of my knees and in both of my feet, which is why my foot has an ice pack on it right now because I now have tendonitis in both of my feet that will flare up and be with me for a couple of days. Um, because of that, I have, I have, uh, broke, uh, and fractured my orbital socket <laughs> from taking a knee to the face and have a divot in my orbital bone because I fractured it. And, uh, there are still bone fragments in the left side of my cheek because of it.
0: Gee, that doesn't sound fake to me.
1: Uh, no, uh, it's not. I mean, people can call it, you know, whatever they want, but all I can say is you'll never know exactly what it is until you personally step in the ring and you feel the effects of what our bodies go through. And until then, you know, I'd probably just keep my mouth shut.
0: With mental health being on everyone's radar these days, how important is mental health to professional wrestling?
1: I'd say very important because there's, there's times that I get very, uh, very down and out about it um wrestling can be very brutal mentally uh just because of other wrestlers or you know you have to have a very thick skin in order to be in the wrestling business and sometimes i'll say some of the stuff and shit that you'll hear from fans or in the locker room hurt a hell of a lot worse than what you uh, go through in the ring and some people that affects very badly and some people are able to uh, look past it and and ignore it. Uh, I've I've been lucky to be one of the people that, you know, I've just always had the mentality, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm still here, and you're going to have to deal with me.
0: I like that. Just like, eh, you're not a good guy. You're not a bad guy. You're just,
1: just someone. Yeah, it's just, you know, some of the boys will have issues with certain things, or, you know, promoter will say some shit, or, you know, fans will bag on you for something. It, And a lot of that, you know, it gets to people and they they can't stand it. And I I know people that will delete their uh, other wrestlers that will delete their Facebooks or their Twitters or whatever because of comments or they'll get very down about going to a show because of uh, something that, you know, one of the other boys in the locker room said. I've just been lucky to just not really give a shit. (laughs) So I just kind of do me. And if you don't like it, well, you know, it's tough not going anywhere. That's the way to be. Yeah. It's kind of how you have to be. and You know, I I tell all of my, you know, all of my students or anybody that's aspiring to be a pro wrestler that some of the most hardest things and most bullshit that they'll have to go through is the stuff behind the scenes and the politics inside of the wrestling business.
0: How bad is politics
1: behind the wrestling business? It's It's (laughs) It's (laughs) (laughs) horrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, absolutely horrible. Like that's the, that's the part that I absolutely cannot stand. I stay away from it in every aspect that I can. So, uh, there's other people that just feed into it too much. Like I said, if you don't, you know, I tend to walk away from situations that I don't like. I don't, I don't have a problem walking away from a company or something that has too much bullshit going on at it. So I don't really I don't really let those situations affect me, but still I have to see it. And I see other people and my students or my friends that have to go through it and deal with it. It's, uh, it's, just, it's just annoying. It's very annoying. I hate politics in general, like, you know, world politics. So last thing I want to do is go to, uh, you know, a, the fun job that I get to have and then have to deal with them there, too.
0: Yeah, that would be yeah, bullshit. Your job supposed to be like your getaway spot,
1: not you might
0: just yeah. It's it's spot. very
1: it's very annoying, and it, it'll you know it'll bring you down, and it's just not what I'm looking for. But you know, you kind of just have to. It, it's it's like any other job. You're not gonna like everything that your boss does or everything that your coworker does. So you just kind of have to deal with it
0: would you say that's one of the most important lessons that you've learned in your career or what would be some of the lessons you learned
1: oh i mean most definitely most definitely it's just knowing i'd say it's just knowing when to walk away from a situation before it gets gets too bad like i mean you're going to be put in you're going to be put in some situations where that's that's something that you have to deal with but you have to know how to take care of it don't feed into it leave when leave when you can you know Get away! Don't don't let it get to the point of where wrestling's not a happy spot anymore, and that it's making you feel down, and you're just going, "Oh man, I really don't want to go to the show today because of X, Y, and Z." Um, so try to try to think about those things. That's definitely a life lesson right there. Another one is, you know, try to take any advice that you can, even if it's something that you're not going to use. Like I tell I tell my guys, I'm like look, I might tell you this, and then this other person might tell you the opposite, and then this other dude's going to give you a different opinion on it. Pick one of the opinions, and pick whichever one works best for you, and what makes you the most comfortable, and take and use that. Because there'll be, people are going to tell you how to do things different ways. You know? So, you just have to figure out which one works best for you. Do you
0: prefer you being cheered or booed?
1: Um... I prefer whatever I prefer whichever one I'm honestly, this is the best way for me to say it. If if I'm going out there to get booed and they're booing me, awesome. If I'm going out there to get cheered and they're cheering me, awesome. If I go out there to do one of the two and they're not doing anything, then I fucked up.
0: That's true. like Shane Douglas once said that they could talk good about you or bad about you, but if they're not talking about you,
1: there's a problem. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. I've gotten to work with Shane quite a few times. We actually tagged, uh, got to tag with Shane earlier this year in Jersey, so I always pick up any information that I can from Shane, because he's just a walking tree of knowledge. Shane <laughs> Douglas, he's
0: on my bucket list for guests in the show.
1: He's yeah, crazy. he's he's awesome. Always has been. Uh, I've gotten to meet Shane you know, when I first started back in 2009, and I've gotten to work with him over the years, so uh, just seeing him throughout the years and seeing his love that's still there for the business, like it's awesome. And he's always willing to uh, shoot knowledge.
0: I'm thrilled that I, I'm at, uh, Pitbull number one's coming on soon. I'm thrilled that I got him on. So
1: who's that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the name.
0: Pitbull number one, Gary Wolf.
1: Oh, Gary Wolf. Yeah, Gary's been. Uh, Gary's always been cool too. Pitbull, I think it's
0: Pitbull one.
1: It, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I just, I just call him Gary. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I know the pitbulls was like back in like the nineties and two thousands. I'm yeah behind the times. But so is there anything about the business that you always wanted to learn more about, but just heading it?
1: Um, I mean, I'm always looking to learn anything that I can possibly about the business because I, like, I, like I always try to tell everybody, there's always different things. Like if you're not, if you're not wrestling, you can always do this. There's always different things. And like as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to be doing something within the wrestling business until I'm not on this earth anymore. So learning any type of aspect of being in the business uh, works for me. Like right now, you know, I'm a, I'm a wrestler. I'm a trainer. I have my own ring. I, um, I train students. I wrestle. I, I travel all around. I have my own merchandise line. And on top of that, I help book for three uh, for two companies right now. So I guess I guess the last aspect would be just owning my own company at that point. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. I mean, you've done everything and everything. I mean, just might as well just own it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's like really the last thing.
1: I, you know, I kind of stepped it up over the years and just went from wrestling to you know training uh, students to starting to book for companies and. Uh, you know, I did re- I did in 2008, uh, 2019, I did run one of my uh, I ran one of my own shows, uh, a riot city show up in uh, West Virginia. So that was fun. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it all the time, but I'm, I'm so very currently active on the indies and moving around so much that it's uh, it's kind of hard for me to sit down and be able to look at all that right now until maybe I start slowing down a little bit. <laughs>
0: What do you think the state of professional wrestling is these days? When you hear everything that's going on with the WWE, now there's new accusations about AEW and big Swole's comics. What do you think the state of, do you think it's hurting professional wrestling or you think it's just drama that would just go away?
1: I, I wouldn't, I'll never say that it's drama that needs to go away because they're, everybody should be able to have their opinion. And again, I can never, I'll always say, like, I'll never fully be able to comment on any of the stuff because I don't know. I don't know what went on behind the scenes. I don't know the talks that she had with Tony Khan. I don't know the talks that Tony had with her. So, like, that's between the two of them. And I mean, it probably, just like I always say, I hate when anybody airs grievances online. Like, I stay quiet about that. I don't talk about anything personal online. My wrestling, uh, Facebook and stuff is for wrestling and, you know, whatever I want to post, but I never post any grievances or anything like that. That should all personally be taken care of behind the scenes. And I don't think that it needs to be letting the fans gotten, getting into that side of the business and what's going on behind it. They need to solve that behind closed doors and, and keep it that way. That's the way it was done back in the day. And maybe that's one thing that, from back in the day that should have been still kept around.
0: Yeah. But you think that's just because of social media?
1: I mean, yeah, the social, social media has been very good and bad for pro wrestling. You think That's it's
0: more good or more bad. Huh? You think it's been more good or more bad? This things are brutal. I've re- read a couple of comments, like the whole, um, Conte and Sammy Guevara. Are they going out? Are they not going out? Me personally, I'm just like, I don't care.
1: But things- I, I don't, I don't care either about that situation. But uh, somebody did ask me uh, about that the other day, and the only thing that I could really say towards that convert or towards that situation is, you know, we don't know what was going on, and you know, you can't help, you can't help who you love. And if you're on the road all the time, like you know, Tay Conti and and Sammy, if they're on the road all the time, and they were friends while he was engaged and even before he was engaged, you know, they're on the road together all the time. His wife or girlfriend is not on the road with them all the time. They develop a, a, a relationship and sometimes you just can't help what happens and, and how you fall in love. So, you know, ease up on people and, you know, don't go too brutal on them until you know the whole situation.
0: Yeah, like the whole time when people were like busting their like on Twitter and everything, I was, the whole time I kept on saying, who cares? That's
1: what I was saying earlier when I was like, yeah, you know, fans and stuff can be brutal towards people and cause people to delete their Facebooks and Instagrams and stuff like that. That's That was the situation that had popped into my head when, when I was saying that was uh, uh, Ty uh, deleting her Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I know her manager took over her social media outlets
0: because she was getting upset
1: but yeah it's you know those are just situations that i stay out of because i i mean it's none of my business and i kind of just don't really care
0: <laughs> yeah, those people are quite jealous because they probably wish they were dating them.
1: It, yeah that too <laughs>
0: yes so what promotions do you watch when you're not wrestling
1: um i, I watch a lot more of the of oh, the indie stuff, I actually while we're, we're while we're talking, I'm actually watching H2O's latest uh, event here on IWTV. Um, yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of like Beyond Wrestling, Game Changer, uh, CZW, like old CZW. Like I go back and watch some of the old stuff, like that. I like indie stuff that I grew up watching, like a lot of IWA Mid South. Uh, like the Ted Petty Invitational, stuff like that, CZW back in, like, you know, the early 2000s and stuff like that when it was, when I enjoyed watching it. All right,
0: so you're watching all these matches. Are there any stipulations you've watched on TV? You're like, I
1: would never do that. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I would, I, I mean, I personally wouldn't like to do any of the, uh, the dumb, like, food fight matches and some of the stupid shit WWE does. <laughs> I'm not about like, um, as far as like stipulation, like we talking like hardcore matches, like I'm all about that. Like, I I actually like doing uh, gimmick matches. So uh, I'll be going down to Tennessee a lot this year uh, for total psychopathic wrestling and uh, working some hardcore angles and matches down that way.
0: What do you think the sport of professional wrestling needs to stop doing immediately, and needs to start doing? Needs to stop doing. Need to stop doing, and needs to, and something that needs to start doing.
1: I would say I'm probably one of the things that that I guess irks me a lot is uh, the. I, I really hate the, I hate the whole back and forth shit on social media. Like, I I just hate when they just let too much out, kind of what we were just talking about. But I also don't like when, uh, they try to bring too much, too much, uh, personal life into the wrestling scene. Like they are doing with like Jeff Hardy's, uh, drug habits and, and all that shit. Like we all knew we had the problem. Like we just, I don't think that's necessary to leave, and put all over TV.
0: Yeah, but I, for some reason, there's a little part of me that's saying that it wasn't drugs. It was known as Jeff Hardy had enough, and they're using drugs just to make them look good.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. That whole situation, no, I fully believe that. I'm talking about when he was running the angle with Sheamus.
0: Okay, oh, that one, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, or, like, when they, when they did the one back in, like, the, nine, like, 98 with, uh, with the Road Warriors, where they did it all about uh, Hulk's alcoholism. Yeah, I, I know what you mean now. Because yeah, they, they, I'm not. I'm not talking about what they just did. No, I, I kind of my personal my personal feeling is uh, Jeff did that shit on purpose and refused rehab uh, just to get out of his contract. It's possible. I don't think he was fucked up at all, personally.
0: No, but it's, it's an easy answer. It's like everything else in these days. It's like we get an article yeah. on Facebook. About someone, they're like, "Ugh, you're racist." It's just like an easy answer. Boom.
1: Yep, that's why I stay away from all of that shit because it annoys me. <laughs> you're
0: better, you're a better man than me. That's all I can say.
1: <laughs> I can't. I have to bite my tongue and not comment on things sometimes. Just 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 because of things like that, I'm like, you know what? If you just don't bite into it, then you know what? Maybe it'll just end.
0: That's why someone like me is in Facebook jail because I couldn't let things go and I had to respond. And yep,
1: yep, <laughs> never, never been in Facebook jail. Wouldn't know about it.
0: It's very peaceful. Oh, well, it's because yeah. you're just like, why should I even go on Facebook? Because you know I can't post anything, and it's just very peaceful.
1: Oh, there you go. It's kind of like being on the weekend where I just don't get on the internet. Yeah. So too all the- busy stuck at shows and stuff to play on my phone. so Oh
0: you're, you're out there being awesome to step on your phone minute.
1: <laughs> but uh, as far as some, something that I think they need to start doing, uh, I mean I've always said this and I, I know that they I know that they quote unquote are, but I still I still feel like they're not that they need to showcase uh, women way more. I'm a huge advocate for uh, female wrestling. And, I mean, I would personally love how you have AEW and have WWE. I wish that there was a female promotion that could open up and stand on the same grounds as them. That way, more female talent had room to be somewhere.
0: <laughs>
1: you happen to watch that uh, women's street fight last Friday night? I, mean, I can- did. I uh, Actually, during, uh, during my... Uh, I had a I had a quite a few people and my students over and we were hanging out and getting ready for the getting ready for the weekend. And we uh, wait. wait, That was New Year's. Yeah, it was New Year's. That's why we were hanging out. Stupid. But yeah, we uh, actually sat here and watched it uh, on New Year's because uh, that was the main reason why we all wanted to watch it was because of that street fight. And I think they went out there and did a hell of a job.
0: Oh, I think AEW does a beautiful job with women's wrestling. I think what them do, as much as the men out there, they won't beat the crap out of each other like the men would.
1: That's and, what I'm saying. I lo- AEW is definitely uh, the standard for female wrestling on, on the higher tier aspect. Um, you know, I think, I, think, um, I think TNA does a very good job at it, too. Uh, just, you know, they're not on the major networks. So a lot of people don't get to check it out or know that it's on or when it's on, but I wish I wish like AEW could open up a you know how there was how WWE has NXT or maybe maybe take Rampage or Elevation or one of them or something or Dark and just devote it strictly to the female talent. I think would be awesome. I do too.
0: I mean, when uh, I was watching WWE and I was starting to ask questions, one of my questions were. They had a pay-per-view for the women one year. Next year, nothing.
1: Nothing. Yeah, because they said the pay-per-view didn't do the buyer rates and all that shit that it should have. It's
0: like
1: I mean, I thought the pay-per-view was great. I thought, you know, they need the opportunity because they have buried and shit on women's wrestling and, and turned it into such a, oh, well, it's all about their look and glamour and beauty for so long that fans are still not used to the fact that women can go out there and beat shit out of each other, just like we do. So give them more opportunity to showcase that. So fans learn that, Oh, we don't have to get up and go to the bathroom and get food during this match. Like, you know, they need to, they need to know that female wrestling is awesome. <laughs> and hell like AW doesn't do it. And I can understand why, but I love intergender, like male versus female. Some of the most competitive best matches that I've seen on indie wrestling has been a a guy versus a girl. But right now, you know, major network television isn't going to pull the trigger on that because of the, you know, all the other things that can be said about that. It just sucks. Yeah, it does. I also thought that if you
0: have women's tag team titles, you just don't have like one set of tiles to go on, like, two or three different brands. You, if you have, you're serious about it, you have one for Raw, you have one for SmackDown.
1: Yeah, they're just not serious about it. They just do They just do that stuff to shut people up. Yeah, pretty much. But I guess- and they're not even doing anything with it. I don't even watch WWE. I'll watch the pay-per-views, but I don't even care to watch Raw or SmackDown. or I don't even watch NXT anymore. That was the one thing that I did pay attention to from the WWE product. Now I, don't, I won't even watch that now.
0: Yeah, NXT was it was such heartbreaking, so heartbreaking.
1: Oh yeah, I tried watching the the new version of it, and I I just personally can't get into it. It' because it, it just reminds me of like watching Raw or SmackDown. It's just, it's the same shit.
0: Yeah,
1: NXT was different. I felt like I was watching something different, and now it's like, well, I'm just watching. They just WWE just added another fucking thing to their schedule. Like it's just the same crap.
0: It is. It really is. I mean, I was gonna get day one and I didn't end up getting it. And I heard that pay-per-view was just shit. Point blank.
1: Shit. Um I, I can tell you I had I, I had it on, um, but uh, me and the, <laughs> me and the three people that were watching it all fell asleep while we were watching.
0: <laughs> Sounds like me a couple months ago when I was like, all right, oh for the podcast, I'll watch Raw. I haven't watched it for months, I'll go give it a try. And, like, halfway through the
1: show, I just sleep. Yep. That's what happens. I'm like, God, this is this is bad. This is boring. <laughs> but, you know, people will sit there and they'll, they'll listen to the podcast that we're doing. They'll be like, oh, those two are just fucking bitter because neither one of them were all Raw. And I'll be like, yeah, well, I mean, that's fine. I can still talk shit about how the product bores me, whether I'm there or not.
0: <laughs> I talk shit about how it bores me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If I was there, I might fall asleep. Like, who knows?
0: If someone said, like, hey, I got tickets for Raw, i won't go with me. I would go for the experience.
1: But other than oh, that, just <laughs> Somebody just offered me free tickets the last time they were around, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> That's eh, just, just a waste of my time. I don't I don't feel like going.
0: And someone offered me tickets to go see AEW in um, Bridgeport, oh. Connecticut at the end of February. And I was like, eh, with every, all the shit going on out there. Uh, I'll probably stay in.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this whole man, that's that's put a quite a damper on things. <laughs> but hopefully, we don't go back to the complete uh, complete empty arena shit again. And
0: what do you think about WWE after having like seven or eight positive COVID tests and now they're not going to test for COVID anymore?
1: Um. Well, <laughs> that's a. Uh, I think that might be a stupid idea, but uh, I heard AEW was doing something different. I could be wrong. I might have heard misinformation about that, but I heard, which one is it? Is it? I heard one of the two of them are, they're not testing, they're not making you test if you have the vaccine. Is that what it is?
0: I just heard that WWE says they're not testing their staff or wrestlers anymore.
1: Okay, the last time I heard anything about WWE, they weren't testing... uh, They weren't making you do the, like, weekly test anymore. And then one of them, I believe it was AEW, I heard, wasn't making their wrestlers who have had the the shot or booster for the shot test anymore. And that's how they were getting around um, the, the positive cases or whatever. I don't know. I mean... I just like people to be safe, so, you know, just be as safe as possible. I'm a freaking germaphobe anyway, so, like, I'm always trying to be safe. Mm-hmm. Half of the shit that people are doing now to be, uh, COVID, I was doing something called COVID.
0: Yeah, COVID's really fucking things up again this
1: year. Yeah, oh, and then it'll turn around, it'll, it'll go away again, or something, It'll die. I don't know. At least at least what I've heard is this version, what is it? The, I don't even know. Omnicron version? Yeah, like, uh... yeah, I've heard that this version is it's easier to catch, but it's less effective or something. I don't know. Like I, I try I try not to pay attention. Like I know it sounds really shitty. Like it's not that I'm not trying to pay attention, but I feel like if I get too much into it and try to root too much up on it or follow all the things that then then that's when people start getting depressed
0: (laughs) yeah i hear you
1: and i try to i try to stay away from because i know when it first came around um i i did a lot of uh a lot of talking to a lot of friends and family and was uh trying to keep all of them on a more note on things because they were all down and depressed and and sad and i was trying to be the one who was not that way i'm are they coming back around trying to also do that again?
0: Yeah, it's, I stopped watching the news. It's just, uh, I mean, no more, no more anyone says, it's all uh, no, 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 it's not like this. It's, it's worse. It's worse. We're all going to die. You might as well just say, we're all going to die. Yeah. Right, let's just get cut to the chase. Let's, we're all going to die. Okay.
1: I mean, if that's what they would go with, sure, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, you know, we all we all have the time coming. I, mean, I guess if that's how they want to play it.
0: So my son comes up with five questions. A two year old coming up with wrestling questions. What a smart kid! But hey, I'm, I'm down with it. So these are just what five, you got? So these are five random questions that came from him. Question number one: What do you think is the best wrestling finisher in the game?
1: Best wrestling finisher in the game. You know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this one, I'm going to give you two reasons behind it. I'll give you the short version or an easy version and a more extended version. I, I've, always loved, I've always loved Sweet Chin Music, the super kick. Uh, number one reason, Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler. Number two, it's one of the very, very rare moves that you can go and look at and be like, wow if somebody really kicked me underneath of my chin, I might stay down for three. So I I tend to lean toward you know as much as I love you know the Canadian destroyer or this that and another I look at the moves like I look at the moves like the rolling elbow or the broad kick or the claymore like I love those moves cuz I'm like damn you know if the dude if he hit him the right way for real like he might not act- <coughs> sorry just no fucking pretzel might actually fuck him up and he might not get up for three
0: I learned a long time ago you can hit someone with a sledgehammer in the head and they'll be fine the next day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, what would you consider a pioneer in women's wrestling?
1: A pioneer in women's wrestling? Yeah. Oh man, there's a, to me there's a to me there's a lot of them. Uh, one standout to me is always going to be Lita. Lita's always going to be a standout to me because during that time period, and it's so funny that you asked this question, right? As the event that I'm watching on, uh, on the fire stick or, uh, IWTV is the women's match just started. Um, so I say Lita because she came out during the time period of the bra and panty matches and the mud fights and all that bullshit. And, you know, Lita to me was always, she was still always a sex symbol and was always awesome looking, but she didn't come out there like, you know, it wasn't all about the glitz and glam with her, and she could hang. She could hang in the ring. She knew what she was doing. She, she did moves that you didn't see female wrestlers do on WWF or WCW at the time. And she was doing stuff that you would, could only see like in Mexico and, and uh, Japan at the time of their female wrestlers doing which we weren't really getting over here in the United States at the time. I and mean, we can go back and watch it now. But seeing seeing her hit the moves off for the first time, I'm like, holy shit, a girl can do a backflip? Like that was that was intriguing to me. Yeah. So to me, for my time period of when I started getting into wrestling and when I could really like pay attention to things and stuff, Lita would have been my pioneer. Makes sense. But there's been there was there was more before her. And there's been plenty after her. But to my time period and who I will stick with, it was Lita.
0: Who's, right now, who's one of your favorite tag teams you like to watch on TV?
1: One of my favorite tag teams right now? Yeah. Um, is this on the major companies or anywhere?
0: This is anywhere.
1: Um... And <laughs> It's funny because if you – I said – this was a question that was asked to me the other day by uh, one of my friends, and uh, they looked at me like I was – didn't know what I was talking about. Um, And it's probably because the style of wrestling that I normally uh, wrestle doesn't really go with uh, their stuff, but I love FTR. FTR's classic. I do,
0: too.
1: But they, them looking at me, they were like, "Oh, I thought you would have said like Young Bucks or the Lucha Brothers." And I'm like, "Just because I wrestle more that style doesn't mean that I think that they're the better workers or uh, you know in ring talent out there. Like they, they have it all. They have they have the swagger. You you can tell that they're gonna get in the ring and beat the shit out of you. They work well with anybody. They can go in there and wrestle a a hard." Um, drug out match with with dudes but then they can turn around and do anything that the young bucks or the lucha the lucha bros need them to do you know they have a good look they're great on the microphone and then having tully with them it, it's just great it's just it's just seemed like there are so many guys out there doing the lucha brothers young buck shit because that's what was getting over and then you have FTR come in doing the complete opposite of that makes them different and unique right now
0: yeah, they're like they're all more about old school. They just go in there to kick your ass and they leave, not doing any flippy shit or you know.
1: Exactly. So right now, like they they are the ones that are standing out because they're not doing all the shit that everybody else is doing right now.
0: Yeah. Who do you think is the greatest manager of all time?
1: Greatest manager of all time, I, man. I always have to toss that up between uh, Bobby Heenan or Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Bobby Heenan and Jim Cornette are, are by far the two best managers in the in wrestling. I, I don't think anybody would really argue with that.
0: Well, Jim Cornette, people might go, well, what about Jimmy Harden? But no, if you watch NWA in the old days, yeah, Jim Cornette, he was – Amazing! He held it, had the Midnight Express be U.S. and
1: World Tag Team Champions at the same time. Yeah, I mean don't I mean don't get me wrong. I mean Jim Jimmy Hart is also great. Paul Heyman is great. Uh, you know, even even into the new days of right now, MVP being there for Bobby Lashley is great. But when somebody personally asked me who I think the best wrestling managers are, and the first you know the first two that come to my mind are Bobby Heenan and Jim Cornette. Yeah. Those are the dudes that I really, you know, grew up and saw and and they always stick out to me. Like they're always there. So Yeah, exactly. I definitely have to stick with them. If
0: anyone has a problem with it, fuck you. It's my opinion.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but like I said, I love Jimmy Hart too. And uh, you know, I, I think Paul Heyman for this time period and, and the same with um the same with MVP are all doing great jobs too.
0: What do you think? The last question from the little guy. What do you? Why do you think is the allure with death matches? Why do you think so many fans like watching them?
1: Because it's it, it's <laughs> it's taboo. I think I think is the reason behind that. It's it's not because uh, a lot of fans will consider it not wrestling. It's it's something else, off of wrestling. Um, you know, it was one thing to watch uh, the guys go out there and, and do the the chain matches or, you know, a hell in a cell cage match and and, you know, bleed from just their foreheads and stuff like that can, compared to the thumbtacks, you know, sticking in people. It, it's like watching a real life horror You know, you're watching people get sliced up and, and, and get really injured doing so. And I, I think it, that and it's just seeing what kind of contraptions that these companies come up with, with the light two castles and what the fans will bring. And people are just entertained by seeing things that they're like, wow, I can't believe that, the, you know, they, they want to see how much pain people are willing to take for things. Oh, okay. Like, oh, I mean, like, is- I, I enjoy it. I mean, I like watching it, too, like. I do. I like watching it. I, I've done a couple of them. Um, I, would, I wouldn't I would want to be, and I commend the guys that go out there and literally do that three times a weekend. Like once a month or once every two months is good for me. You know, I like to use that type of things to to end a feud, not to just have a random match with somebody that I just met. But I commend the guys that can do it, and I think it's awesome. And I think that they give another aspect of, they, they give something different to pro wrestling. And there's a lot of those dudes that are out there that they can bust ass and, and kick ass and just not doing the deathmatch wrestling. You know, guys like uh, G-Raver. Like, that's one, uh, G-Raver, Lucky 13. Guys like that that can go out there and, and fall through light tubes so and all that shit and then still go in there and just wrestle a regular match would be just as fucking entertaining. Is awesome to me.
0: I interviewed someone who was does death matches over in Russia, and I said, "Like, so, what's the hardest weapon that you can hit with?" And he's this guy, and he says, "A weed whacker." I said, "Oh, someone came in the weed whacker swan." So yeah, they turn it on and just when the guy was lying down, right in the top of the forehead, just bam.
1: I mean, I've seen the I've seen the weed whacker done quite a few times. Uh, That's one that I would have to be like, yeah, I'm not okay with that one. Like, you know, I've I've done I've done quite a few. Uh, things, but that might be, that would definitely have to be one. Uh, uh, you know, I weed whack and cut my cut my lawn and shit like that, and I, I know what that fucking thing can do, and that plus my skin and anywhere close to my eyes, no, no.
0: Yeah, I just couldn't play because I've seen people get like their tongues or the whip bomb whip stapled to turnbuck turnbuckle in death matches.
1: Yeah, I, I've like- been I've been stapled before. I you know, it's it's not fun, <laughs> but. I mean, your adrenaline's going and, and getting the reaction from the crowd is what that's really, you know, about. I've been in the, you know, I've gotten to do some, I got to wrestle New Jack, so, like, that was, <laughs> being able to do a hardcore match with New Jack was something interesting.
0: <laughs> so if wrestling never existed, what would you be doing?
1: You know, I, that I don't, that I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know when I was um, when I was younger and stuff like that. I you know, uh, always wanted to like just have my own uh, my own lawn business. I like working outside and doing stuff like that. You know, my dad and I still do that. So I mean, technically, I guess I just wouldn't have wrestling. I would just have that. Yeah.
0: So, what's the feature hold for Sicken?
1: Anything and everything
0: sky
1: is the limit. Say that again? The sky is the limit. Sky is the limit. Who knows Who knows what's going to happen this year? Who knows? This Saturday, I'll be in Lewistown, Pennsylvania for honorary uh, wrestling federation, defending my HWF heavyweight title against Michael Video. So who knows? I could come out the heavyweight champion again. I could come out not the heavyweight champion. I'm telling you I'm going to come out the heavyweight champion. But who knows? I have I have title defenses for you know all the titles coming around. We have uh, we're we're going back to North Carolina this year. We're going uh we're moving back or heading back to Jersey. Uh, going out to Ohio again. Uh, we're looking to we're in talks of going out to Maine right now. Um, we got so we got four or five new companies that we're getting ready to work for. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, Riot City has a lot of cool things that we're working on for this year. We got some new merchandise getting ready to drop as well. So, sky's the limit. Uh, more titles, trophies, whatever, all coming this way. Uh, walked out this year with some awards under the belt, too. So, everything everything is looking up and everything is looking positive, and that's the way that we're going to keep things going.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, Luke, how can everyone connect with you online?
1: Oh, you can uh, follow me on uh, Facebook uh, under uh, it's under Nick Sickened uh, Taylor. You can follow me on Instagram It's Sickened underscore RCMW. Uh, you can you can hit me up on Twitter uh, It's Sickened. Um, I probably won't answer because I hate Twitter because it's uh it's terrible. It's ran by Satan. Um, but yeah, uh, follow the uh, follow the YouTube channel Riot City's Most Wanted. We have a lot of our matches, my matches, up there along with the other members of the group. We also have Riot City Road Stories, which follows us while we're on the road, uh, going to shows and doing some behind-the-scenes stuff at shows, and uh, even back at uh, Riot City itself. So uh, check that out. They're fun. You know, you get a little uh, look, in, look into the group behind the scenes. So have fun with it. You know, Feel free to reach out. Uh, anybody on here is listening and, and is looking into training or wanting to become a professional wrestler, manager, referee, or anything in that aspect, feel free to hit me up too. I am a trainer. I've trained over 50 students. Uh, they've, been, they've appeared on AEW and uh, WWE, ROH, and TNA. So feel free to hit me up and reach out for any questions regarding that as well.
0: Man, you're just killing it out there. You know that?
1: I am trying. I am dipping my toes in every inch of that pond.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Absolutely. Very much. And maybe next time we'll get the Zoom situ- thing situated and we'll do video.
1: I would love that. We'll most definitely get together again soon.
0: And show off those title belts.
1: Oh, that I can definitely do. <laughs> we'll work on it. Uh, I will take full blame for that for my up and being a piece of shit right now. Uh, but I will get that situation fixed soon and we'll be able to do the Zoom.
0: Technology, got to love it, right?
1: Always. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you very much.
1: No problem, man. You take care. Be take care.
0: safe. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.